0: pressing
1: Can anybody recap what we looked at when we looked at Hebrews chapter 5 verses 12 through 14 on Wednesday night for the benefit of those that weren't here Wednesday? <clears throat> what was the essence of that piece of scripture? Desiring meat. Desiring meat. Verses no milk was it a is it a nice message there or was it a form of chastisement Chastise.
0: Chastise.
1: it's a form of chastisement in essence it's telling christians everywhere that we must what
0: study
1: study but to in that study to grow. we grow up. we to grow up we need to grow up we need to grow and that growth comes with starting out with milk but you cannot always Feed on milk just like a babe cannot, but you need to get to where? Meat. You need to get meat. So, with that idea, we talked about uh, the types of Bible study there are. And study method number one I shared was simply just read. Just read. Um, and the second one was a little difficult, again, about just memorizing uh, the Bible. If anything maybe not memorizing text but as Don pointed out and I agree with him memorizing principles that you you go so I'm going to start today with looking at the third uh, form of study get my notes organized here and that is the third step which is spelled it right, not sure. No.
0: Meditate, no, it's not
1: your right. <laughs> your first aid. <laughs> that's meditate no, tape. I know.
0: Which is a different. Mediate. Yeah, I <laughs> think that could be That exists too. <laughs> is it the that A that seems to be yeah, yeah, that was wrong. No, no. the like, no, okay. no, that's right. It's right. right. It's right. right. OK. The right. so right. A right. so wasn't a good one. What does it mean to meditate?
1: Hunger. Think on Hunger it. Things. To fill our mind with uh, God's Word. Focus on um, one thing. What's that? To focus on
0: one thing. Yeah,
1: focused on one thing. Um, look at Joshua. Somebody read Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8 for me. God is speaking to Joshua right after he had selected him to succeed Moses, and this is what God wanted him to know as he took up basically the mantle of leadership over God's chosen people. So if someone's got Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, you'd read it please. Joshua 1, verse
0: 8. Yep. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Thank you.
1: <clears throat> so who is Joshua to be obsessed with? Obsessed with God, <clears throat> but speci- specifically focused um, on His law is to think about God's Word when day and night what does that imply all the time all the time, all the time. that's what the phrase day and night means um, is that a good picture of meditation what it means to meditate what's contained in that verse alone <clears throat> there's the first thing to note in that command was it had an object what was the object of that verse what is to be meditated on the law law. law, okay it was the book of the law Um, that was the entirety of the Word of God that was revealed at that
0: time just a fun fact I learned about the word for meditate I'm not sure in the the Hebrew Old Testament if it's described with the same picture, but the New Testament Greek, I believe, is the one where it's also translated as ruminate, and this is slightly graphic, but you know how a cow chews on its cud,
1: and it uh, has something that it ate that it kind of brings back up a little bit
0: later and chews on it some more. That's kind of how it is with a Christian meditating, is that they received the word, and then at some point later, they bring it back up in their mind later, chew on it some more, think about it some more. And that's a picture of meditation. Really I like that idea because <laughs> can you chew milk? You can't. What do you have
1: to chew? Meat.
0: OK. Put that together. Put that right together with what Jesus said about you must eat my flesh and drink my blood. Yes. You must digest me completely. And that process of digestion is just exactly that. It is a complete process of taking it in, and then working on it until it is fully a part of you. I, I lesson's over. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking you asked at the beginning of the class um, uh, what it what it meant by. Um, well, I don't know. I don't remember exactly what you said, but um, I said that we needed to study. That you know, it meant we needed to study. And I said, well, it really, it really meant we needed to grow. Back then, they wouldn't have had. Back then, they wouldn't have had access to read and study through the week like we do. You know, they would have. They would have got their lessons on, on the first day of the week, and then, and then they would have taken home with them. and That's all they would have had to take home with them. But growing would have been more a matter of that. It would have been doing doing with the, what you could during the week. Because you didn't have the words in front of you, it would have been thinking of thinking about them through the week, meditating on them, and trying to and trying to put them to use in your life and change your life with them.
1: Yeah, the book of the law was given to Moses, who subsequently also gave it to the people. <clears throat> but why is it important for Joshua to meditate on the book of the law?
0: The next verse, that he may be strong and courageous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because he's
0: the leader. He's the leader. <laughs> he's the leader. <laughs>
1: So the second thing is, what was the purpose of the meditation for Joshua? To
0: know what to do. Yeah,
1: so that he would know what to do, be careful. What God's will
0: was for him to do.
1: Exactly, exactly. Um, God didn't want Joshua to mess things up, did he? Um, and, or do things wrong? Or to forget things by having knowledge of God's law the book of law would enable him to become that leader of the people on the face of the earth that he needed at that time Um, and it also had a method mentioned in that verse what's the method we already talked about it when is it to occur day and night which implies all the time so here's that word time
0: I think it implies too because it said it shall not depart from your mouth what we learn we need to share with others and Joshua was going to have to share God's love with these million or so people
1: Yes. yes
0: We, we can't keep it to ourselves.
1: We can't keep it to ourselves. And, and frankly, <clears throat> to help us not forget it, to be able to, meditation is, is a very important aspect. In fact, if I were to draw the line between milk and meat, it would be right there. Because in some sense, meditation is, is the milk of the word. But ooh, man, you're now, when you meditate, you're also getting in to meat. But again, <laughs> to properly meditate requires what? I mentioned the word it's a short time ago. Time. It takes time. So let me look up Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. This verse is very similar to what we saw in the book of Joshua. It doesn't use the word meditate, but we can see similarity with the word meditate. Meditate these things so I get somebody or dwell on these things. Can I get something to read
0: finally brother? Whatsoever things are true? Whatsoever things are honest? whatsoever things are just whatsoever things are pure Whatsoever things are lovely? Whatsoever things are of good report if there be any virtue and if there be any praise think on these things I Love that verse
1: <clears throat> is so rich. If there's one to memorize, that would be one to memorize. Um, that's biblical meditation, just filling our mind with God and His Word. <clears throat> now, if there was a list of whatever things are. What? True. 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 Whatever things are. Just. Just.
0: Pure, honest. How do pure. We, yeah, how do we lovely.
1: find out what? qualifies those categories yeah you gotta know God's Word to be able to be able to see those yeah you go back read (laughs) go back to step one to read Um, and meditation works very well with those previous two types of of Bible study as you read the Bible you're going to come across bits that stand out you're going to see things that grab your attention. And let me tell you, with time, and then as you grow and mature, there are going to be different things that are going to grab your attention. You're going to read there, and go, wow, I never saw that before.
0: Yeah.
1: I love it. I call them little revelations, you know. It's just a good thing that sometimes even a lesson given out in an auditorium uh, gives me something like, Ellen's very good at that, seeing things that I haven't seen uh, before. So, spending the day thinking about a little bit of God's Word, Um, and so as you fill your mind with bits of God's Word, will it eventually have its impact? Yes. I'm sure it will. Lisa? Well, I think of people who are learning a new language. They know that you really are fluent in the language when you dream in that language, right? That's so, why I never learned the language. But you take that, and as if, and I have um, tried to, in my life, you try, I try to, using those guidelines and flippings, choose things in my life that are pure and those things. So when I sleep or when you, my thoughts are naturally along those lines. And to add on to that, someone um,
0: once said, if we look at information as food as what is surrounding us, what, are, what music, what TV, what thoughts, what radio, whatever what, whatever we're thinking of, those get into our subconscious. And so if we want to meditate on God's things, we have to be very careful with the information that we are put, surrounding ourselves with.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We need to diet with the things that we eat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you information for making us food,
1: I, it was just profound to me to think of it like that. I, I, it is profound. I appreciate the, yeah. uh, the vision there is, yeah. is, is, is there for me. Um, So rather than uh, distancing distancing ourselves from God's Word, uh, meditation brings God's Word close until it becomes like a friend. When it becomes something that motivates us, moves us, drives us in a certain uh, direction. And as you rehearse and repeat those kinds of words, even that verse that we read there in Philippians, consider them and contemplate them uh, God is in essence communicating with us Um, and I like we already talked about there's no way your life cannot be impacted so as you meditate on God's Word here are some questions you can ask yourself as you're as you're reading something first of all do I understand what God is saying in the passage second have I considered the actual words that he chose to use and how are they shaping the message compared to other words that could have been used or chosen is there a command or is there a truth or a warning that is trying to be given to me does God reveal an aspect of himself that I can or that I need to consider. In other words, is God revealing something about Himself that I need to know or that I didn't see uh, before? And then the last one is, do I see a truth about myself before God? Is there something in this passage that's revealing something about me? And frankly, if you are honest, You'll see a lot of those things that are revealed about us. So biblical meditation goes a little deeper than just reading or memorization alone. Um, So I think it it is less melt like, and like I said, it's it's more like of meat along the scale. But it also is. With the next three types of study that I will share with you, it's a wonderful complement to all six types of study under our consideration. It may not be the best technique for all passages. I'll warn you of that, especially when you're dealing with what, what kind of... But then again, what we saw this morning presented to us, that's a heavy book. It does require some meditation, but there's a lot more that it is beyond meditation to understand. But it does, meditation does work well with uh, passages that are visually oriented. And I don't know about you, but when I read, I picture things. I see see what's going on. Um, And it also works well where there's a very clear uh, message. So if you think if you have a message in front of you that's complicated or tricky, you might want to avoid, you know, meditation and fo- focus maybe perhaps on some other type of, of study. <clears throat> the next one is deeper. Now we're into me. I don't know if I got that word spelled right. Nope, no A. <laughs> I used to be a good speller. It's the board that makes you that way. <laughs> That's not right either. It's AL. Your brain just stops. It's just AL. There
0: you go. Textual. A-L.
1: Well, if you were to ask somebody about study, this is the first thing that tends to come to your mind is well, with a reading a textual type of well it's it's really not um, textual study is the process taken to fully understand the message that God intended when he communi- communicated the Bible to us so this form of study focuses first on what God's Word says to people generally and to you or I specifically uh, so that we can properly live it out in our life so the textual method focuses on the words of the text to understand the message that is being communicated and I think in the studies that I gave you there are certain keywords you know like if but therefore those kind of transitional and those kind of transitional words, when you read, slow down and pay attention to those kinds of things because it is trying to get you to see a a focus. So focus on the words to understand the message that is being communicated.
0: Would that category include uh, context?
1: Well, context is everything. When you study... Uh, I, I'm not going to mention it here. I just here, wondered if
0: it textual, but, if it included study of the context
1: of that passage. It has to, yes. Yeah. Because if you have the context right, then <coughs> as you dig into it, yeah. The textual aspect of it is going to make a whole lot more. A whole step. It's going to make a whole lot more sense to you, and you probably will memorize it or remember it, remember it as well. Um. It also looks at the way that ideas are communicated and structured to more fully understand the meaning that they contain. And let me tell you, when you get to here, here's where the offer for some commentaries and books that that you have to offer. Here's where, in textual study, aids can kind of come in and and help. And you'll have some lessons presented by uh, Mitch regarding uh, AIDS in, in study and frankly, I don't think you can do a good textual type of study without some form of aid and So then based on this understanding of the message Then an application has to be developed and subsequent action will be taken now the next course of studies that I'm going to give In a few weeks. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about applications uh, of, of God's word Um, textual study is critical it's critical for the right handling of the Word of God and that's 2nd Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15 where we are charged to rightly Timothy was charged to rightly handle the Word of God Paul instructed Timothy to study or to be diligent and put in the effort necessary so that he could properly handle Now, why was it essential that Timothy properly handled God's Word? Well, he was an evangelist, so if he's not
0: got it right, then he potentially would lead many people the wrong direction.
1: Yeah. I like that. He is an evangelist. An evangelist teaches. So he's teaching it. If he doesn't get it right, those that are listening... now beyond that what also is it supposed to be doing for Timothy how else can you demonstrate your faith besides just teaching your life how you obey how you act within and among uh, people so yes that is an, an important part of it as well um, so Paul's making reference to the idea that Timothy is going to need to put in uh, some effort to make sure that he has a correct understanding of God's Word. If he didn't put in that work, he would not come to the right understanding. And if he didn't come to the right understanding as a teacher, he would become what? Ineffectual. That's the word I'm looking for, ineffectual. It would not... Do anybody any good? I was just going to say in Philippians 4 9, it says that exact saying the things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Paul wanted Timothy to be successful, and we know eventually he he was very successful. Um, You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be a a Bible class teacher to be concerned with rightly handling the Word of God. Um, If you want to know what God has to say, then you'll understand that handling rightly the Word of God is an important aspect. In 2 Timothy 2, verse 2, can I get somebody to read that?
0: What you have heard from me, and the presence of many witnesses, and trust the faithful
1: men who will be able to teach others also. Here, Paul challenges Timothy to teach faithful men, who would in turn be able to do what? Teach others. Teach others. If that had failed back at that time, where would we be today?
0: It it, it definitely wouldn't probably uh, very good deviation already with
1: so So, Paul doesn't want Timothy even though he's a preacher to be a hoarder of the skill and the knowledge what did he want Timothy to do share it and that's our challenge too is to share it he wants it to be shared broadly but he also wants it to be shared
0: accurately one of the things that's been impressed on me for the past 80 years is in your studies study learn teach what you know and grow and when you grow and through your learning process you'll be able to teach more so you teach that and grow some more and I have found that over the years that it, it does just exactly that if you learn something, tell others. And then the questions arise and your study deepens and you learn more and you can tell more, which is going to bring about more questions than you realize were there to begin with. By the time it's over and done with, after 65 or 70 years, you realize that everything you've learned is still... So many questions out there that you haven't answered yet.
1: Yeah, it's never it's a never it keeps ending process. It's never any process, but it is a a, a good busy to, to to be in. Is there anybody in here that uh, knows less than a seven or
0: an eight year old? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> knows less than a seven or an eight year old about the Bible, yes. I can can understand where you're coming from. But most of us in here do have enough knowledge, trust me, that you could go in and you could teach a seven or an eight-year-old. And I would encourage you to to do it, to try it, Um, because it is important. And it will also enhance your understanding and your growth and your understanding as well. He wants us to engage with his word and understand what he has to say. So learning and understanding is only the first step you know, in, in, in that method of, of textual study. I want to get into the next one. <clears throat> We've only got a few minutes left. Topical studies. It's similar to a textual study, but because it employs many of the same tools but the topical study um, is primarily interested in understanding what God's entire word has to say on the chosen topic um, instead of focusing on just one specific passage or one specific book it's here where you take the top uh, a topic so the, the topical study picks a word like grace Take grace and look at what Old Testament and the New Testament has to say again here's where AIDS will come in to help you focus and find where those uh, use of the word or the topic is used and then you consider that word in its full use of the full range of scripture who's good at this in our in our preaching
0: yes <laughs>
1: Alan I think Alan is one who has a great gift at taking a topic and
0: linking the old and the New Testaments together. That's that's the way I put the logs together. But this one right here is one that I'm working on right now, and it's not a single word; it's concept. What do I need to pack for heaven? <laughs> oh, good idea. I, I like packing for a vacation. What do I need? What what substitutes for the items you pack for a vacation on our trip to heaven? Yeah, I'm working on that one. So, when
1: doing a topical study, the, the elements of all of the author's intentions need to be looked at. The audience, uh, his intentions, the context of the writing, <clears throat> all of that has to be taken into consideration. And so, in essence, you can think of a topical study as a study of studies. <laughs> Every time you look at a t- chosen topic uh, in a passage, you need to apply, of course, the principles of of the textual study. And as the study progresses, you're going to assemble and integrate all of that learning into either another topic or an overarching topic within that topic. So the last one is more into Don's realm. Systemic. How many of you heard the word theology? (laughs) It's the study of God, the Father. Um, And here is where you hear a lot of the ologies. Did you know there's such a thing as Bibleology, the study of the Bible? Or Christology, which is the study of Christ? How about uh, pneumatology? Anybody know what that one is? (laughs) No. Pneuma, like pneumatic. Pneumatology. (laughs) Spirit. It's a study of the Holy Spirit. Ten points for you. <laughs> How about anthropology? I know we've all heard that, which is the study of, of humans or, or mankind. Um, hammer, t- hammer, t- wow. Ham, art, a- Hamartology, which is a study of sin in, in the Greek, the word hamartia is a is actually an archery term, and it means to miss the mark. <laughs> so it's a study in the original language, uh, translated as, as sin. But there's it's it's yeah. Soteriology, isn't <laughs> it? The study of salvation. I know you've heard ecclesiology, church. study of the church. Um, oh, and then there's a lot of other ologies. How about eschatology? End
0: times. End,
1: times. End times. We got a lesson this morning in the realm of eschatology. So you don't need to know or memorize all of those words and all those topics because if you want to do that kind of stuff, you might want to go to Florida College. <laughs> you know, but even an individual can get that deep with getting into the ologies. You know, with the studies. So, given what you know about the different methods, how would you answer this question? What distractions lead me away from studying? God's word what one bold change do I need to make in my approach to studying the Bible so mold those questions over in in your mind now I didn't share any of what I had put in our booklet again those are there to help you in your studies and I, I hope you'll find there's a lot there. I pulled from a, a, a lot of different sources to assemble that, but hopefully if you have looked at that, you'll you'll see that there are things there that will help you. You know, again, the idea of context. Man, context is important because I can remember when I was like 17, somebody says, well, if you're a Christian, you should be able to handle snakes. I'm
0: like, what? <laughs> 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 but they took... They took
1: something strictly out of context I mean you know so you context is 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 everything and when you're dealing with people in the world they love to take things out of context and then there's the basic things who what when where why and how ask yourself those questions too as as you study and you'll see
0: things kind of come out and reveal itself to you so happy studying (laughs)